OTB Rugby. It was a case of, it's going to be really difficult to beat this Gloucester team at home here, uh, but we owe it to the fans and ourselves to get a performance. It was a very emotional kind of Friday night meeting. Subscribe to the Rugby Stream on the OTB Sports app now. OTB AM. The Sports Breakfast Show from Off The Ball. Dust has settled, so let's um, get the thoughts of the former Republic of Ireland manager uh, Sue Ronan on Ireland's progress so far. Sue, good morning to you. Morning, guys. How are we keeping? We're keeping all right. We haven't uh, had you on, I don't think, since uh, the uh, most recent game, of course. And obviously, there's the pride and the emotion that we've sort of spoken about. And I suppose this is maybe an opportunity for us to, with the dust set a little bit, to um, get into more critical analysis. the, the recriminations have started. I've, I've I've heard and watched and read a lot during the week about that. What are your um, two two down two defeats? What are your major takeaways before the final game? Well, look as you said. I mean, there is overwhelming pride in the team for getting this far, um, for for going toe to toe two of the the big teams in the world. I guess um, you know it's a shame you spend ages prepping for a tournament, the build up since we qualified last October, November, whenever it was, and then it's over very quickly. Really, within six days, I suppose we're out. Um, unfortunately, the, the team need to move on very quickly because you know you want to end on a high, you want to get a result against Nigeria. That's not a dead rubber of a game in any way, shape, or form. Obviously, they can still go through now, you know. Um, but when you look at it, I think. We definitely deserve more from both the games. Um, you know, I don't think we showed the best of ourselves. Maybe against Australia, there was probably some nerves there. It was a huge occasion, huge crowd. We know all that. We really waited. We weren't in any danger, but we didn't really put our best foot forward, I think, until we went behind. But, you know, it was so different against the Canadians. And I was saying to myself, why didn't we play like this against Australia? We started off so confidently, got in their faces. You know, they didn't know what hit them, really. Um, We got everything right, tactics right. You know, our press was in unison, everything. And then scored a cracker of a goal. And really, you know, it was the equivalent, I suppose, of having a boxer on the ropes. And unfortunately... We just didn't get that killer blow. We didn't get that second goal, which is badly was badly needed, really. And then, you know, the sucker punch conceding just before halftime really knocked us. Um, and then, re- you know, the second half was so disappointing. We really, it was like we fell off the edge of a cliff, really. You know, in fairness, they galvanised. They made some great, great substitutions. Huge experience came on the pitch. Um, and they were able to lift it up a level and... Uh, the goal obviously came at the right time for them and they were a different team in the second half as were we unfortunately we went the other way and they went up and 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 you know we we weren't that great so yeah the recriminations have started as you say um there's a lot of whispers around i suppose now a lot of discussion around vera and her whether she should stay whether she should go and that's always going to happen i guess and should this player have been in should that player have been in you know what team we should have played and you get that i suppose at every tournament but yeah, really, you know, overwhelming pride, I guess, with the team. I, I definitely think there's more in this team. I think we have a taste now of qualifying for a major tournament and, and hopefully we push on from here. You'll see us going on to, to qualify for the next Euros and then and, and, and after that other other major finals. Just the point, Sue, that you made there that why didn't we play against Australia, how we played in the first half against Canada? Why do you think that is? Like we played a lot more on the front foot with energy, a bit of ambition about us when maybe against yeah. Australia. Was it a little bit of naivety, maybe being a bit cautious because park the bus maybe and, and hope for the draw? 
Yeah, yeah, it was, I'm sure it was a cautious approach. And and look, you know, we, we need to understand, I suppose, our level. Yes, we've qualified, we've done fantastic. We're still behind these top teams, no doubt. But I still think we can give them a good game on any given day and we can take it to them, as we showed against the Canadians in the first half, as we showed against Australia in the last 20 minutes. I suppose maybe we want to ease our way into the tournament. We, we didn't want to concede anything. We wanted to be difficult to break down, which we were. Um, you know, everyone's aware that the 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 system this team plays it's quite a conservative approach. Um, that's Vera's style. That's what she wants from this team. Um, and I don't think that was ever going to really change in the tournament. I suppose going into that second game, we knew we needed something, so it had to change a bit. Um, I think if we sat back and defended and invited Canada on and given them the momentum, that would be an absolutely the wrong thing to do. So we proved we can take it to these teams. Um, you know, so I, I think we can definitely mix it. And, and I think this team is ready to take that next step now to evolve a bit where, yes, you can be compact. Yes, you can be in your low block when you need to be against the really good teams at vital moments in matches. And those vital moments are probably just before halftime and after halftime, which is when we've been conceding. Um, but there's also moments when we can take the game to, to our opponents. And, you know, unfortunately, I think we look short of ideas how to score from open play in the second half. And, you know, that could potentially be a culmination that that hasn't been our approach, you know, and maybe the emphasis hasn't been on that in training. Um, but for me, I think we're, we're definitely able to do it in, in parts of games. There's no reason why we can't. If the emphasis needs to be on that in training, and I don't know if I'm misreading what you're saying, but that suggestion possibly that it hasn't been up to this stage. And like when you look ahead to the Northern Ireland and the Hungary Games, obviously in September, the expectation levels feel to be rising, but I mean, our inability to score goals or goals from play, um, it comes back to a point that you touched on earlier on about Vera Pau and, you know, the question is being asked, as you've said, um, whether she should stay on or not. What's, when you put all that in the mixer, what is your, what is your net result? What was your answer to that question, I suppose, Sue, when you asked yourself, should Vera Pau stay on? Yeah, I mean, like, I don't know what goes on in training. I, I'm not in, involved in the camp. I mean, you hear whispers and you hear different things and, and stuff. But obviously, you know, we train with the way we set ourselves up. I'm sure that's the way we train. I'm sure we obviously do, you know, um, look at training the other end of, of the pitch as well. But I suppose when the emphasis has been on that deep defensive block, just within a game, the mindset, it might be a little bit difficult to change that um, when needed or, you know, at, at the flick of a switch, I guess. Um, but I certainly think that's the next evolution for this team to be able to to change styles within a game. Um, and that's certainly something that has evolved in the women's game in general over the years. You know, teams are now, the better teams are now able to change system within matches. They're not rich, you know, they're not ritual. They're not stuck to their 4-4-2 or their 4-3-3 or whatever. They're able to change system within a game, depending on whether they're winning or losing or for blocks of matches if they want to go and chase a, a, a team. Um, going back to the question about Vera, if you're asking me what I think, um, I, I really don't know, I guess. I suppose you could look at it two ways. You know, on one hand, you could say she got us to a World Cup. Does she deserve a new contract? We've seen it happen with other managers, Trapattoni, um, Mick McCarthy, maybe when we qualified for Euros in rugby, it happens all the time, Joe Schmidt, etc. Um, on the other hand, why have the FAI not offered her a contract now? Maybe you could say, are they were they focusing on the World Cup or did they want to see how results went? Or is there something else that we don't know about? Um, like Vera's quite clearly said she wants to stay on, but 
there hasn't really been any word from the FAI yet. So mm. maybe they're just, it's a waiting game. Maybe they're going to wait and she comes back. Um, but I do think the team is ready to evolve. I do think we're ready to play a, a different style. As I said, I'm not saying attack for 90 minutes. You know, you can't do that with, with these top teams, but we can certainly go toe-to-toe with them for periods of games and for diff- for phases of games. We've proven that we can do it. Yeah, so do we get the best out of our team with the system that we play? Do we get the best out of Katie McCabe? Her playing so deep, do you think? Personally, I don't think so. And look, again, I, I, I will caveat all this by saying every coach is different. They all have their own style. They all have their own system, preferred style of play, their preferred system, their preferred players, etc. But for me, and this is my opinion, I feel some of our players are not playing in the correct position. And I've said it all along. I've said it like a year ago, two years ago. It's not just now. For me, Katie McCabe is better more advanced and we saw that second half of the game it reminds me so much of Roy Keane against Holland you know um Richie Dunn in in Moscow that time against Russia you know like they're like a one she was like a one-woman show she was dragging the team she really wanted to affect the game in every way she was trying to drag the team she really led by example I thought she was absolutely brilliant um for me I think we get more out of her going uh, in a more forward position Denise O'Sullivan as well. Denise, I think, needs to be a little bit more advanced. Um, I would also look at Megan Connolly. I think Megan Connolly, for me, again, her best position is uh, in midfield. In actual fact, um, I think when Megan played underage, with her underage national squad, she was the number 10 position. So she was even the advanced midfielder, not even the deep line. But her game has evolved in fairness. Now she's gone on and gotten more experience and played at club level. But for me, she's a six. So she's your holding midfielder and she can spray the ball around. She has a great, you know, um, range of passing. She can protect that back four as well. But you could, if you release her into midfield, you, that releases Denise a little bit further forward. We have two other excellent centre halves on, on the, the the bench um, who've never let us down. Uh, Diane Caldwell, Clara Reardon really staked her claim. Um, unfortunately, we lost out with Aoife Mannion's injury. But yeah, that has been, that criticism has been levelled out here that, we're not getting the best out of the players because they're not all playing in the correct positions. I mean, Heather Payne was another one for a long time. She played up front and really Heather was really just a runner up front. She's not a goal scorer and she knows that herself. Heather is better wide either as a wing or the wing back. Um, but look, again, going back to the point I made also, coaches have different opinions about teams about players but I, I definitely think you know we can make some changes and the the team can evolve because we do have some really good players and we have a whole lot of really good players that are not at the World Cup for different reasons whether it was injury left out um, not experienced enough but we have some fantastic players coming through and you know I, I, I don't see why we can't qualify for the next Euros. Yeah, and maybe if one of those players, Megan Campbell, was there, we might have seen Katie a bit further up the pitch. I'm sure that might be a point that maybe Vera Powell would make afterwards when she's sitting yeah. down with the FA around all of this. Uh, no, be- absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like it was, and she was unfortunate with injuries to key players like Megan, Aoife. They'd have been in the team, and that potentially would have released them players into different positions, you know. But and then you look back even further, Jessu got a bad injury, and she yeah. she was Ellen Malloy. I mean, these are players that could potentially be in that squad and be in that starting eleven, you know. So we really have a huge amount of talent coming through and I mean it is an exciting time you know it really is and it's great they've got a taste of it now and they're going to want more and we're all going to want more so yeah I definitely think we can uh, we, we we can now start qualifying more regularly for comp- for, for major finals the um, the Vera Pau comments the last one on, on Vera Pau for me but the comments uh, before the uh, 
last game about the defence and the slow good players but they're very slow and she obviously made that publicly in the press conference and then afterwards particularly with Tony O'Donoghue after the game she was very critical of certain positioning uh, for the goals I think particularly in relation to Onyo Gorman maybe and Nifahi. Um is that just the cut and trust of like managers commentary in and around games or did it raise an eyebrow for you? Um <sighs> Yeah, like she did deflect, um, I suppose, a, a little bit of a bit of the the blame is too strong a word, I suppose, when she was asked. I suppose she did apportion blame to players. And again, you know, I mean, Vera has said she's very direct. That's her style. That's the Dutch style. Um, it, it is, um, I suppose, you know, managers are different. Some managers will deflect attention altogether, won't blame players at all in public, won't say anything critical, will do it in the dressing room. Um, I suppose when players are hearing, you know, the the comment, whatever about criticizing within a game and something that's gone wrong, and and you know that can happen from time to time. Um, and players weren't named as well either. In fairness to Vera, no. but I suppose when you know when you're saying your defenders are too slow or you know we haven't got enough attack and whatever, I mean that that can sort of play on the mindset of players. It absolutely can. I've no doubt it can, and it can potentially affect them. Um, you know, so. It's certainly not something I like to hear from a manager, but look, as I said, managers are different, cultures are different. Um, yeah, but it definitely can. It can play on the psychic, it can play on the mindset of, of players, maybe in bad moments within a game or, or shaky moments, you know, we're under pressure in a match and these things could be going through, your, through their minds. You just don't know. Yeah, there's probably a sense of having their back as well. Like, you know, you can be blunt, but maybe to them, or maybe in the dressing yeah. room, yeah. have that no, conversation. Absolutely. Yeah. rather than oh. out to the media because maybe that can send yeah. the wrong message to the team. For, sure. for yeah. sure. No, for sure. And again, as I said, that's different styles and I would have never done that and there's many other managers that wouldn't, but there's also managers that would. So, you know, it's different styles, but then you have to see the individual as well. Some individuals, that probably wouldn't bother them. Um, you know, they'd take it on the chin, but then there are others that it potentially could affect them in a game. So that's the balancing act of, of, a, of a coach, I guess, of a manager. Um, but yeah, it's an interesting one. We used to uh, lash Trapatoni out of it for all the time. We'd be like, how, how does he, why is he, it's fine to say it inter- anyway. Uh, <laughs> let's see, let's see where all that goes over the next while. Um, just a last note on the Nigeria game then, Sue. What's your expectation on that? You mentioned at the very start that this is not a dead rubber. We need to go yeah. for it. We need to use it as a platform to kick on into the yeah. Nations League. What's your expectation around what you might do in a team selection? Um, I, you know, I wouldn't make wholesale changes. I don't think she will and I, wouldn't either personally. Um, I would freshen it up a little bit probably. As I mentioned, I would I would try and get Megan Connolly into midfield and bring in one of the other centre halves. Um, that releases then Denise a little bit further forward because Denise can be creative. Um, well, Denise is a fantastic player. We know she's a world-class player. For me, she hasn't quite been on her game in this World Cup and potentially that injury maybe has impacted her a little bit more. Um but maybe having her in a more advanced role where she doesn't have as much defensive duties might, you know, be better for her. Might get we might get the best out of her. I'd also try and get Katie forward. I definitely would. Um, whether that means bringing in someone like Chloe Mustaki, who's never let us down, she's a natural fit. She has a, a great left foot, or playing Izzy in that position, whom Vera seems to to prefer. Um, but I would definitely somehow try to get Katie in a more advanced role. Um, 
Yeah, but I freshened up a little bit. I wouldn't make wholesale changes. Maybe later on in the game, give substitutes, uh, you know, longer chance um, to to get a run out if we need a change within the game. But it's not a dead rubber by any chance. I was very impressed with the the Nigerians. They're so defensively organised from the very outset. I said any two teams out of the four could qualify. Unfortunately, now we can't. Obviously, but you know, um, another time we potentially could have if if obviously the results had gone better. Um, we could have, but uh, the performance was there in, in part in some of the games. But Nigeria are a very good team, and they were even able to leave their top scorer out, as you saw, Oshuela. And what a player she is. Um, I mean, she forced the Australians to really rethink their defensive strategy when she came on and scored a cracking goal and really caused mayhem in the defence. So maybe the, hopefully they leave her on the bench again. But you know, they're a very good team. Um, we're going to have our work cut out for us, as we knew all along. But I, I still don't think it's beyond us to get a result. Yeah. All right. Well, look, you've been very measured over the last while. Let's see where we're at after the uh, Nigeria game and we'll, um, we'll chat to you again then. Thanks, million sure. too. OTB AM. The Sports Breakfast Show from Off the Ball.